We're good. So, um, welcome to our podcast. Uh, my name is Ricardo, and then I'm with. Fuck. Your screen is frozen. I know. I just realized okay. I, I lagged out. Okay, there we go. I was trying to figure out what you're messing up. I was trying to figure out what you're freaking out about, and I was like, what is she tripping about? But then I realized, like, seconds after. Yeah, you're, you're like. <laughs> okay, okay, we're gonna stop from here. Ready, ready, ready? Okay. Ready? Okay, so welcome to our podcast. My name is Ricardo, and I'm with Akari. And this is our second time doing a podcast. The first time wasn't too successful. It was a failure of a cooking show, but um, so this time we're out. doing something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so go check it out. <laughs> but uh, this time we're doing something that we like, like something we're interested in. And it was more of like the paranormal aspect. And our history. Oh, we actually, first of all, so our podcast is on the other side, and pretty much, um, the podcast is to explain the history of some of Riverside's most famous places, such as the Mission Inn and Riverside, or two Riverside's oldest houses, and as well as other areas like Los Angeles and San Jose, which are home to the Queen Mary and the Winchester House, and San Jose being the Winchester House and the Queen Mary being LA, and etc. We also visit places like Mount Rubido and, um. The Riverside Bridge, but those are in other episodes. So today we'll be mainly talking about the Winchester House and Stella Irvin House. Okay, so um, I guess we'll start with the Stella Irvin House. Um, first, I'm going to just start off with, like, how did you feel about the house, Kari? The house was very beautiful when we walked up. Um, it did look like people were renovating, though. And um, oh. there was a lot of cats there, ugly cats. Dude, the cats were hideous. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay, so they're like um if you don't know that like they're like the cats that look like pugs, like they have squishing faces. I forgot like what they're called. Persian cats is what his sister said. Was it? I don't remember what she I said. So. But um She's, there's like yeah. seven of those cats. Yeah, it's Persian seven cats. Persian yeah, dude, there's like seven of them and like when we walked to the front door, there's one really old one that like looked like it was gonna croak any second, but <laughs> but that's not the point. So the point is that the Stellar Event House was actually made only two years before. Oh, fuck. Okay, we're back. We're having some internet difficulties, so we had to cut off that previous section right there, but um. Pretty much we're talking about the Stella Irvine house. And it was actually, I think, let's see. Oh, right here. It's Heritage House was built in 1891. And then the Stella Irvine house was built in 1893. So that makes the Stella Irvine house probably the second oldest house in Riverside. And they're both probably the oldest houses in Riverside, which is yeah. honestly kind of scary because we, we've been to both of them. But they both have different energies. Yeah, the Heritage House, it's located, uh, like, down the street from the front of the school of Ramona. And the Stella Irvine House is more located towards downtown Riverside. And, like, yeah, the it's... fancy rich people neighborhoods. 
the by the wood streets it's very nice neighborhood very nice location but um definitely did feel out of place but you can interpret that the way you want to but um every house <laughs> was like two stories or one story and then just yeah. that one big house <laughs> it, it's funny because when we got to the Stella Irma house it was like it was like what she's like what a car just said it was like one or two stories and then you like you could see this the, like the house like eight stories like it's like you could it was like 10 times bigger than every single house in the area like dude yeah. like it was insane and, and it had like a little like uh like cap like a, a spiky like tower looking thing in the house and looked pretty cool i believe the heritage house has one too it was a popular architecture yeah i think mostly like it was uh mostly uh houses like that like victorian design and stuff they have yeah victorian yeah it was definitely popular design um at that time but i'm going back to the history of the stellar event house when the stellar event first early sorry when the stella irvine house first was built it was occupied by the irvine family which were a wealthy family that came from i think orange county don't call me on that because i'm not sure but um pretty much when they first moved here they occupied three block three city blocks between first and fourth streets uh and locust street and barkin avenue which is already a bunch of land and so that was a clear sign that they're wealthy. And then, oh, and then, yeah, back to what Kari said. I think that tower you're talking about is called a French-shaped chateau. And it was a popular design at that time. And it's very similar to the Heritage House. As it both has the, they both had that cone, and they're both made in that Victorian-style era. And when they first moved in, it was, I believe, a family of five. It was the husband, the wife, and then two sons. The two, I two or three sons. But what we do know. There was the a memorial daughter. portrait for the daughter. Yeah. Yeah, the younger daughter. She died passed away. As, as an infant. Yeah. One of the windows has a yeah. One of the windows has a memorial <laughs> painting of the Irvine's daughter, passed away as an infant, and her high chair was placed there below the window as a resemblance of her, I guess. And because of that, that's when the paranormal spooky stuff comes in. And yeah. pretty much uh-huh. Oh, I was gonna say like yeah, in the uh in the website that we got the information for the Sillaby Irvine house, I said and I quote, after the house was sold in nineteen thirty eight, an incident of uh purported haunting took place. A little girl, presumably Lucile is or I think, yeah, I think that's how you say it. It's said to still haunt the house and can occasionally be heard crying. Yeah, and so that's really the big mystery behind the over my house. Just that, like you know, your typical ghost sightings, like you can hear and like sometimes see people talk to them, or not talk to them, but like you can hear them talking or like hear them moving around. But yeah, going back to when we actually visited the house. Oh my god! Was, yeah, dude, it, it was very <laughs> like, trippy because. When we drove there, one we of, yeah, like, like one we felt like out of place, and the two it was just the house is so big, like, you feel so small when you like walk into the yeah, house. Yeah, uh, intimidated, yeah. And um, and again, like uh, previously mentioned, there's in the middle of renovating because there's a lot of old furniture. They had like a couple of, I think, chairs and tables. And when we went to go knock on the front door, or when we went to go ring the doorbell. I don't know if you guys saw, but did you see like 
the window next to it had like a, a piano like it was like a, a giant oh yeah piano. i think um i think either oh yeah we brought uh his sister Susie, and we brought two of our friends diego and matthew and i think matthew or i think no yeah diego i think diego pointed it out it was like oh like the piano yeah, it was a, it was a very big piano. It looked really good too, cause it's funny because for the like for them being in the middle of renovating, everything looked dusty and like old. <laughs> like they probably yeah. just moved in there, but um, our purpose of being at the house in the first place was to try and get people to, well, just to try and get our own experience. We're trying to get the owners to come out, see if we could talk to them and maybe interview them, and see if they had any experiences. And obviously, we've yeah. learned after failing the first time, and our teacher after, and my parents after standing there for like four yeah. or five minutes, scared <laughs> out of our that. minds. We realized it was a stupid idea because one, nobody answered. Two, we could have been hurt. Three, they could have been crazy. So many things could have happened. But... Ugly ass cats were you know, walking around. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was a cute dog walk. though. Oh yeah, but like a, a part of me, like. Loki thought that the house was abandoned, but then I was like, because, you know, you, like you said, like, everything was, like, dusty and stuff, but yeah. then, like, I was like, oh, yeah, but there's a dog, there's cats, so there's obviously someone living there, but when we knocked, was it knocking on the door or ring the doorbell? We did one of the we, one of the two, and we heard the yeah, footsteps. We the doorbell. I, yeah, I, so I rang the doorbell the first time, and it was one of those <laughs> the really old doorbells that just go, like, they don't stop until you let go. And, uh, and um the first time I rang the doorbell, none of us heard anything. Like we we're all talking and we we made the basic assumption that nobody was home. Right? But after the second time, the second time we rang the doorbell, all of us stopped talking because we heard the sound of people coming down and like talking. So we all immediately got nervous and I remember I know I heard that because I immediately got nervous and I was like I was like, dude, what am I gonna say? Like I don't know what I'm gonna say. Like I was freaking out. Because I had to yeah, talk to like someone. my stomach dropped being there. Yeah, I was like, oh, dude, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm gonna have to talk to strangers. What if they're mean? What and then we old? dragged our friends there. Yeah, and, and it was like a group of us. Like we looked like uh. hoodlums, dude. <laughs> but, <laughs> but a group of um, Mexican kids just pull up to a a nice looking house. A, a very nice, yeah, a very nice neighborhood and a very nice house. But um, nobody answered, which was the scary part because. All of us heard people coming down, and we assumed that someone was going to open the door, but nobody answered. And so, yeah, and the third time the I ran side, and there was a there was a light through a window, and I was like, "There's for sure somebody in there." But I don't know. Maybe they saw like through like a, a crack or something, and they saw us, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're just not going to interact with them." <clears throat> yeah, but um, after ringing the doorbell and then knocking a couple times, nobody answered, and so we in the end we just we looked around, but. In the end, again, it was someone's house, and technically, we were trespassing, so <laughs> we decided to leave. And as we were leaving, I don't, I don't know if you remember this car, but remember when you heard someone open the door? Or you thought someone opened the door? I yeah, I could have sworn I heard someone open the door. So I like, I was like, oh crap! And I actually thought like someone was right there. Yeah, I remember Akari whispering. She was like, "Someone opened the door," and I was like, "Where is it?" And I looked around the corner and we checked and nobody opened the door. So that was another really scary thing that we both, I, all of us I actually. I thought I was going crazy. <laughs> I looked and thought I was going crazy. <laughs> Dude, after the first time, after the, like the, we all heard the noise of people coming down. I swear to God, someone was going to open the door. Yeah, like, like 
like that's what you would think, you know. But I don't know. I think we were just bothering them at that point because we kept knocking and ringing the doorbell. So, Probably. Well, but they overall, didn't answer, so. it was pretty good. It was a nice house. Yeah, it was a, it was a very beautiful house. Like it definitely lived up to the expectations of being one of Riverside's oldest homes, of just being like grand and like just excellent, I guess. Like it was it was a beautiful home. And um, this actually goes back to the heritage house because they because they're both made in the same era. They both had similar designs. Um, they both had like a similar garden plant, uh, garden layout. similar wood and everything it was just all the wood and all that that was being um ported into and out of riverside at the time of when it was still new and this discussion of this eleven house actually leads us to the winchester house located in san jose and this part of car will explain I got this. Well, we talked about how it was um like a Victorian type of house. So the details of the Winchester Mystery House, it is it was Victorian and Gothic, and it was claimed to be one of the quote quote unquote most haunted places in the world. And I've seen videos where these YouTubers have gone there and they've like exp uh um experimented. They did their investigations with actual ghost equipment and They would actually like um, contact stuff. Uh, Sarah Winchester, which is also called Sally. Uh, she was born in 1839 in New Haven, Connecticut. She married William Wirt Winchester in 1892, and she gave birth to a a girl named Annie Party Winchester. But she was she only lived for a month. Um, so she also died as an infant, which also kind of relates to the Irvine house, which their kid also died as an infant. So I found that kind of crazy. I'm starting to see a pattern. Um, I don't but then really later, like. later on, man. and then later on, she got left with a large inheritance from her husband. Um, she had arthritis, so she struggled to uh to get around, and she was in a lot of pain. I'm sorry. And for her husband, he created the Winchester gun, which was used in I don't know it was one of the wars, World War Two, I believe, or World War I, I think One, it was World Civil War War II. around there maybe. And so, yeah, Was it? No, actually, it might have been Civil War. And Because... um, because of that, most of let me see. But because of that gun, it killed a lot of people. And so, like, a lot of people were, uh, were angry about, about it, and basically that went and haunted the house. And Sally, or Sarah, um, she bought it as, like, a small house. Like, I think it was, like, most... When she started renovating, she started, like, expanding the house, and it became more like a mansion-looking house. Yeah. With like paths that go to nowhere, the door to nowhere, the staircases that like don't Yeah. lead to anywhere, um, doors that like it's just doors and there's like a wall behind it. Yeah. And you've been there, Ricardo. You went there this uh last 
Well, in October of 2022. How did you yeah, feel? Yeah, so then? actually, yeah, like what Car said, I did go here this summer, and it was very nice. Like it, like it was a very nice house. But looking at like just seeing the house from the front, you could never guess how big it was, because after going inside and like seeing like like going in front of the house and seeing like the main map, the house is humongous. Like you like you could get lost in that house and nobody would find you for at least a couple hours. It's so dangerous. But um um that's just the outside of the house. Going inside actually is just as ominous because it looks like a normal house. But like each hallway you go through, you realize that it just keeps going and going and it doesn't stop. It's like walking through your own house and like realizing that one room connects to another which leads you back to the front of the house. But then if you go through this room, you actually end up in the basement or something. But the tour is very limited due to COVID. So I only got to saw the main parts, but uh, we did a main house tour of when, like just the base, the first part was the history of when the house was made. And then we did a sermon right after where we tried to like contact spirits or something. And this was a haunted, like, I'll give like credit to like where it's due. This was the haunted area or haunted part of the tour. So like they're gonna talk a lot about the paranormal activities. And um so in the middle of the sermon, they feel like they played spooky noises, they had us hold hands, they played like they like gushed wind. It was like a spooky thing. But I don't know why. Like for the life of me, I don't know why, but in the middle of doing that sermon, I I had a feeling to turn around. And so I, I followed my gut instinct. I turned around and it was just a curtain. But I opened up the curtain, like I peeked behind it, and it was a new room that they had actually just discovered weeks before um what's it called again, weeks before the tour. So even to this day, like fifty years later, maybe even a hundred, they're still finding new rooms that they haven't discovered. And there's probably like fifty more rooms that are left to be discovered until Finally, someone discovers the last room. And then that's really it I have. Oh, then we did one more sermon. Yeah, it, was in it the basement. said. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it it's said sorry, at sorry. its largest, the house had approximately 500 rooms. Dude, that, that's insane. So, yeah. But what's it called? There was disasters, like natural disasters. There was an earthquake. Quick. Uh, the seven-story tower that was there, and like most of the chimneys collapsed, and an entire wing was destroyed. Yeah, and like I, yeah, they, the they third and fourth story was too. destroyed. Yeah, and apparently that she was trapped in the room, and they had to use a crowbar to get her out. So she could have died in that earthquake, which is kind of crazy. Wait, can you explain that? That was in 1906. Again? Later, she ended up dying. Which part? The the, when she got the trapped in the room, happened? it cut out. Yeah. What happened when she got trapped in the room? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That apparently she was trapped, but there's like no actual evidence about it, or there's no actual proof that she was. But there's a door somewhere. I think I don't know which room it is, but um, the uh, the door like you can like see where like the crowbar was like put in to take her out. That's actually scary. But, um, yeah, after that, like, she ended up dying 
1922. Mystery house. And the house had 160 rooms, 2,000 doors, 10,000 windows, 47 stairways, 47 fireplaces, 13 bathrooms, and six kitchens. Imagine, bro. That's part of Dude, I didn't even see half of that like, on that tour. Damn. I don't think I saw yeah. a single kitchen on that tour. <laughs> well, for tours, it's usually, yeah, it's pretty limited. They don't really. It was, um, yeah, this tour was super limited, too, because it was, it was just right after COVID. And I guess people were so sensitive. It was a big city. But um, it's just, it's so nerve-wracking to see, like, how many. Thor! Okay, so again, uh, we had some internet difficulties, but uh, we'll go back to what we we're talking about, and we're explaining really the the rooms and like the houses of the, uh, which is the house. Um, for some reason, Sally, she was known as like a prodigy and stuff, so she did everything in numbers. She did, I think it was seven, eleven, and thirteen. Wasn't she so seen as like a like either, um. Like an Esper or something? Esper? What is that? What are they called? Like the people that, like, they can see stuff. Like, ghosts and people. Mediums? Medium, yeah. She was a medium or something. Mediums are the, or, or people that can, or, that can contact, yeah. Because I remember reading I mean, reading she did that, a lot um, of seances to, like... Yeah. I remember reading that, um, like, something about, like, a, a medium told her to build those rooms for, like, the dead spirits. <clears throat> yeah that could be I, and every sorry, time sorry. I think it'd be a certain time of day I think she always no it's fine it's fine it's fine I think it was like always a certain time of day where she always like did the seance she would read it with the bell would ring and then that was to invite them in and like she would talk to them and stuff and then once like the bell would ring again that's for them to leave mm -hmm. yeah I, then, yeah, I remember so I that. think that was, those spirits were most likely like the ones that were victims to the the rifle. Yeah, she did feel a lot of guilt from that though. I yeah, That's for she sure. felt a bunch of guilt because one, it was her daughter's death, like weighed a big toll on her mental health and just like her health in general. Like after losing their youngest, um. And if it was it a daughter or son? I think it was her only daughter, too. It was daughter. Yeah. I think it was the only kid, too. I, yeah, if it was an only that's kid, that made, makes it even worse. But um, that had a big toll on her mental health. And because there, she was making such a... Or because she was like in charge of such a big rifle company that was very popular at the time, she probably, she probably did feel really guilty for the lives that yeah, were being lost her, to those yeah. So that was that was pretty sad. Cause like imagine like you build something like you build anything. I don't know how like how I would put it. Like you build like a knife, but it could be used for it out to be used as a weapon in like wars and like killing a whole bunch of people. Yeah, you would feel a bunch of guilt from that. Yeah, anyone would. You know. Well, I mean, yeah. actually, I shouldn't say that because. I feel like some people like they live to make weapons and just make people faint, but that's not the point of the podcast. Yeah. 
She probably did feel podcast is very about haunted, bad. not weapons. Should have. And from I'm I don't know if we researched this a lot, which we probably should have, but she had a pretty big family, no? Like uh, I think so, yeah. She like, ended I'm, up I'm... well because she was in Connecticut and like she got arthritis there, and like the doctor was telling her, oh yeah, like, um, you need like a warmer, drier place, and so that's how she ended up coming here to California. That's pretty pretty far. From Connecticut That's, to California. Yeah, Connecticut and California is a huge trip, which is insane that she made it in the first place. I can barely go from Maryland Valley yeah. to Riverside to hang out with friends, but, 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 <laughs> it's, it was different times, different times, you know. Gas wasn't as spicy, I bet, but, you know, just same old, same old. Inflation is crazy. <laughs> 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 but I think, well, because back then, so that's this is around eighteen or nineteen, eighteen nineteens around around there. So it was most likely buses and like, uh, railroads and stuff. So she probably took that. Yeah, I, okay. Like, I was about to say like I think here. it was railroads, but I don't think buses existed. Yeah, because I forget that, that cars cars was like later on like nineteen something, is it right? I didn't pay attention more in history. <laughs> But, said buses. Yeah. <laughs> and after she died it, <laughs> after yeah yeah in oh, 1850 okay. something uh, the house became a tourist attraction nine months after Winchester's death in 1922 John and Maine or Mame Brown purchased the house in 1931 so that's that's nine years after she died yeah a bunch of people ended up like ended up switching ownership pretty much a couple times until 2022 when it was by the Winchester Mystery House LLC. That's the so this day, I went on. They still own that. Sh- mhm. Yep. And we only have yeah. a little more time. We have about three more minutes. Ricardo but... came back with the demon up his butt. I did not come back with a demon on my butt. But I, I do want to explain. I do want to <laughs> shut up, I do, I do want to talk about my experience there. Pretty much, it was like when I got there, like everything was still old. Like nothing, like the, I believe the, the stairs to like the main rooms that I walked into, the same exact stairs from when the house was first built. So like, um, Sarah Winchester had walked up those stairs and like her fucking, her fingers, oh, sorry. Her fingers touched those railings, and it was just a really unnerving fact to know, like that she like yeah. everywhere we went, she was probably in that room. And um, there's a a point where we walked into like not the basement, the attic. We walked like upstairs to like the top rooms, and you can tell like you got to the base of the roof because like it just the like the hallway to get to the other rooms, like the main balcony, just got smaller and smaller. Like, I had, like, there was a point where, like, I had to start crawling a little bit because I was, like, it was too small. And she, they also had to wear helmets because a lot of, like, the building ledges were low and I was hitting my head a couple times. And I actually did get in trouble because we're walking on the balcony and there's a part where, like, you can walk on. And I started walking around the outside of the house and the lady was like, you can't be out there. And I was like, oh, my bad. And then I, and she come, I came back, but. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun overall. Like, it was just a very beautiful house. Like, the inside was very beautiful, too. Just the fact that it's connected 
to like all the 30 rooms that are just as interesting and strange. And I think that's it. That's all for today's Honestly, I episode. Just, like how you said, like, <laughs> oh, like it's crazy to know that. That's crazy to know that if you go into a room and it's like, damn, like she was right there. Like that freaks me out. Yeah. Like there's so many times on the tour where they're like, she actually stepped in this room and used to live in this room. And I'm like, so why are we in here? Like, I don't, I don't want to be in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. the There's mannequins, no? That are yeah, dressed like her? Yeah, dude. Okay, so we only oh have a minute. We, only have, we have about a minute left, but walking around on like halfway through the tour, there were mannequins that had like dressed with their like in between the walls. So like when you turn the corner, you'd see her, and it's like a zombie zombified version of her. It was the creepiest thing ever, dude. It sucked. There's like yeah. three or four of them like Not throughout like, the house. Dark. Oh my god, I don't want to yeah. know what it's like when it's dark. Okay, well, we have less than a minute, so we will need to stop this recording because I'm not trying to pay for premium. But uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening uh, again. A look inside. Thank you for joining us. A look inside by Ricardo Ledesma and Akari Cardona. And hopefully and- we'll you hear us in the second episode. And this is it. So goodbye.